This is the Selling Plugins Podcast, helping you get the most out of your WordPress plugin business. Find out more at sellingplugins.com forward slash podcast. And now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode, edition, whatever we call these things of the Selling Plugins Podcast slash webinar. And uh, for those that don't know me, I'm Brian Hogg. And today I'm super happy to be joined by not one of Kyle, but also another person, Scott. Uh, yeah, welcome to the show, you guys. Hey, Brian. Hello. Hey, yes. Brian. Scott hey, didn't Brian. get the memo. I have to Scott make didn't... my voice sound low. And say, hey, Brian. Ooh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? WNBC. <laughs> 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 yes. So according to the reactions, it sounds like people are hearing us. So that's good. And people have um, heard of Scotty B before, apparently. Yes. Yes. But he didn't get the memo on the uh, holiday sweater. So, yeah, that's OK. Next time. Yeah. yeah. Scott, do you <laughs> want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah. My name is Scott Bollinger. Cool. Welcome. Welcome <laughs> to awesome. me. <laughs> Let's proceed. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> Yeah, now I have a company called AppPressor. We do mobile apps for WordPress. <laughs> great. Great. I'm loving the commentary in the side. It doesn't make for great audio, but it still entertains me a lot. Thanks. <laughs> yes. If you were listening to this after the fact, yeah, feel free to go to sellingplugins.com forward slash podcast, and then you can see the video. But for those who are here live, you get to enjoy all the magical video and audio at the same time as we talk about today's topic, which is running sales which this is a good timing for this. We were it, it thought about it after the last episode, which was before Black Friday. That means we should have talked it before Black Friday. But now we can kind of reflect on last year's Black Friday, Cyber Monday, think about sales in general. And then, you know, this is the holiday season where uh, at least in Canada, there's a lot of, you know, Boxing Day used to be bigger than Black Friday. Now Black Friday is kind of bled in here. We have a lot of Black Friday sales, even though our Thanksgiving's in October. Don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, this is definitely another another sales season uh, with some some holidays in this month. So, um, yeah, we thought we'd answer some of your questions. Um, And a lot of it was actually kind of prompted by an article you wrote, Uh, Scott. I don't know if you want to go through that one where you were talking about um, how you did you did less sale, right? Like you did a sale, but you did a lower percentage, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we normally run a 40% off sale with AppPressor, and it's always a big month, and there's a lot of sales. And um, this year, well, so I'll back up to last year. So we did last year, a lot of sales and stuff. Um, revenue was good, and um, we had a couple problems. I mean, we we tend to get have a lot of refunds, um, and um, partly due to the nature of our product, um, people are like, oh, an app sounds cool, and I've been meaning to try this out. There's a discount, so I'm going to get it. But they don't really have a serious use case for it, or um, it's not what they expected. And so they're like, well, I tried it out. I'm just going to get a refund. So um, so we do, you know, we have more refunds than, than normal since there's more sales than normal. Um, and it just is uh, frustrating. It makes us look bad for our payment processor, um, and it's just, it's, it's hard on support. It's just kind of not good all around. Um, so, uh, part of this I think was due to the large discount, uh, number. So, um, the other, the other thing, you know, support is even beyond refund support gets crazy when that type, that many sales come in and it's sort of around the holidays and it's just kind of difficult on the team. Um, and also then, uh, so, sometimes, you know, de- December sales are kind of bad just in general because of the holidays. And then especially if you do a sale beforehand, it's kind of like anybody who's interested around that time just buys during the sale. And then there's very few people left over in December to buy. So then your December revenue sucks. So, um, for all those reasons this year, we decided to lower the discount to 25%, um, which is still interesting enough to get people to kind of jump on board, but, um, not so big that, the people who are kind of looky loos are, are going to jump in. So, um, so far what we've seen is that, um, the revenue, uh, was still really good and the amount of refunds are, are definitely less. So, um, I'm, I'm calling it a success. Um, doesn't mean it would be the same for anybody in other companies, but, um, I'm really happy with it because it has um, created less support for us, less, less refunds. 
um, I feel like it still kind of did its job as far as getting people who were on the fence to commit and, and bumping our revenue up a little bit, things like that. Nice. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. Glad that went well. So yeah. those are related to, or do you have something that? Okay. And then we can. Jump well, I did questions. love that. I did love that article in it. Uh, it worked. Uh, it's something that I was thinking about a little bit too, when Scott wrote it. Uh, I also really like another article that was on the Jilt blog on a kind of similar topic that was about discount amounts. And what they did is uh, they're an abandoned cart recovery service. And I could share the um, link in the chat in a, in a moment, but they analyzed uh, some thousands of their customers' emails to look at the discount amounts that customers were using and a variety of other things, but essentially to try and figure out uh, what's working and how the different uh, types of abandoned cart emails are working. Like, uh, oh, thanks, Justin, for sharing that. Um, like when the emails are sent for abandoned cart, uh, but relative to this discussion, the amount uh, they looked at like 5%, uh, 10%, 12%, 15, 20, 25, and 30, and have like a chart for the recovery rates for those. And I thought that was pretty interesting, including like the fact that some of the numbers that like end in five seemed to perform worse than numbers that ended in zero. Like 15% did kind of terrible compared to like 10 and 20%. And hmm. I don't know, that's just like, their data but i found that sort of thing to be kind of interesting and i'm interested in experimenting more with that in the future what was, was there like a big takeaway like a number you should be at on that 17.68 percent, i think that was it yeah <laughs> <laughs> the thing it's another yeah i didn't even think of that as an experimentation point right like for hopefully everyone's using something like jilt uh for cart recovery but yeah you're essentially offering another sale maybe even a sale on a sale by using that because after the second or third email, you can say like, Hey, uh, give another 10%, you get, get 10% off if you, uh, you know, buy now kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. but I didn't even think of that as like a, a thing to experiment with. Do you do uh, Scott, um, like cart recovery plus and with a discount in the emails we, or we did run cart recovery for a little bit and it just, we just did not see, um, much, much, um, recovered revenue from that. And I think the reason is because most people who buy our product buy one single item, like a bundle in their cart, because we don't sell individual extensions anymore. And so uh, nobody forgets what they have in their cart, you know? (laughs) So it's like, hey, did you forget about your one thing you put in your cart? Like, no, they didn't forget. They just like went to go do something else or they're waiting on their boss to like fund the project or whatever. It's, it just didn't, it doesn't work for us. Yep. Yeah, I haven't seen huge recoveries uh, with it, but the odd one. So <laughs> kind of does its thing and pays for itself. But mm-hmm. We did an audit of our cart recovery campaigns a month and a half ago and did some studying of like what uh, other people have found successful and some experimentation, but ultimately like we're pretty successful at improving our recovery rates. And uh, so far, I've been very happy with Jilt and our abandoned cart recovery campaigns, especially after we really rewrote our emails, um, changed the the messaging, um, included some like social proof emails and different types of tactics within those. That's probably maybe an article or a topic for another day, but we're pretty happy with them. Yeah. The, the one thing that I really didn't like when we used it is that um, they would basically attribute any sale that if somebody like put something in their cart and left and came back, they would attribute that sale to them, to their cart recovery. When I think that a lot of those people were going to come back and buy anyways, and it had nothing to do with the cart recovery system. They probably had it in the tab already, right? (laughs) Yeah. Or they just like went to do something else and they came back or whatever. It had nothing to do with the cart recovery process. And so it was, it's really difficult to sort out that data but i i really i believe with edd i'm sure you guys are seeing positive revenue from that because you guys sell lots of different products and and things like that so it's just a just depends on the type of business yeah it's probably true <laughs> our customers probably just are more forgetful than yours yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> Good. So, um, yeah, why don't we, um, if we have time, we'll do some more uh, general chat. Um, but why don't we hop into some of the questions? If you guys haven't uh, answer, or asked a question yet, there is a ask a question link at the bottom. So if you just click on that, type in a little question, and uh, we will get to as many as we can. So sort of related to the one that, uh, or the thing you're talking about, Black Friday. So Katie asks, um, you know, I know that Black Friday sales can give huge revenue boosts because customers are waiting for them and they expect a discount. Um, but do you have any stats about how sales at other times of year affect sales and revenues, right? So if you don't do a Black Friday sale, you're doing it some other time of the year, like does that affect? Because she's thinking uh, further in the question, since customers aren't expecting discounts, uh, I wonder whether it would actually increase sales or whether you're actually getting the same number of sales, but at a lower price. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have done any analytics on sales at different times of year. I, I haven't really done many sales except for Black Friday. So um, I can only speak from my own experience here. I don't have yeah. like industry wide statistics or anything, but um, we do sales at, at, at lots of different times of the year. My general feeling is that there are certain times of the year when you're going to get more sales and certain times of the year when you get less sales. And it doesn't matter whether you want a discount or not, that's going to be true. The discount is going to, um, it's going to multiply the sales. So um, I don't think it's true. She said, I wonder if you'd get the same amount of sales but at a lower price. I don't think that's the case. Um, you will get more sales by doing a discount. Um, but what I've found is if you do a sale at a really slow time of year, say like a Christmas to New Year's discount or something, you're not going to get that many sales out of it. You'll get more than you would have gotten, but it's not going to counteract the fact that it's just a slow time of year. Um, so, and, and the opposite is also true. If you, if over Black Friday, you do not offer any discounts at all, you still will see more sales than you normally see just because more people are online buying stuff at that time. So I know people who didn't run any sales at all and they still have uh, had a big surge of um, discounts and think, or surge of sales just because it's a busier time of year. Um, I think it's, I think if you run a discount, you definitely will see a short-term increase in revenue. I don't really think that's debatable. I think what's debatable is if your long-term revenue suffers because of a short-term sale. Hmm. In terms of what the renewals or in terms of? Uh, in terms of if you're training your customers to expect a discount, if you are hurting your brand, things like that. I, I wrote a post about this about a year ago. Um, so I, I think it's, I think it's debatable. I think there's good points on both sides of the issue, but what actually we can get into that later if you guys want, but that's not specifically addressed in this question. Yeah. Yeah. It's more around like perma sales, right? Like there are a lot of plugins and products where it's just like on, on sale for 20% off, which I actually started doing, uh, you know, around black Friday and kind of just kept it running. Cause like you said, December is kind of a slower month normally. Um, but yeah, I'm sure most people see that as or a lot of people would see that as like maybe devaluing but um speaking with was syed at uh, balki uh, optin monster and uh, awesome motive and a lot of other products they um he was saying that he like he runs it all the time and for him it's like a sense of urgency creation right like you see it in everything like expedia will have uh you know two left at this price but really it's like you know if you don't get these two it's gonna be a penny more you know like i mean yeah, it just yeah. creates some kind of urgency to like buy then versus delaying the decision but um, it's a false it's a false sense of urgency of course yes i'm, I'm, not, I'm not debating that syed has a plan and that it works well but i will say that it is a false sense of urgency and customers know that but the fact that he runs it all the time is fine it, it's like you either run discounts all the time or you run them very little uh, or not at all. I think those are your two options. I think it's the worst thing you could possibly do is run them um, like with regular frequency, like once every two months or something. Because if you do that, then your customers are trained to just wait until you do the discount. Right. Um, like I was just reading the 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing, which is a great book. And they, they're very, they're kind of against discounts because they, they just say like, if you, if you give a discount, you train your customers to think that that's how much your product is worth. Um, and I think that there's definitely like a point, a good point in that, but also, um, like, I also think that there's a lot more advantages to doing discounts. Like for example, you get more re, uh, recurring renewals the next year. Cause if you get in, um, 40 customers instead of 20, because you did a discount, that means that next year you're going to have 40 
recurring renewals or minus whatever your churn is yeah. uh, instead of 20. Um, so you, and you're also getting more customers into your fold of, you know, who are going to be involved in your brand, which could pay off down the line on the back end by selling other products, um, yep. things like that. Yeah, them yeah. telling other people. And actually, this dovetails right into a uh, uh, question that uh, Raquel answered. She's heard that giving discounts can devalue your products, that a product <laughs> that never goes on sale, it seems more premium, right? So, yeah, can we discuss this? We kind of discussed it, but yeah, I don't know if there's something else we wanted to add on that. that I have more to say, but I've been talking a lot. So like, <laughs> yeah, Kyle, <laughs> you Sure, sure. We're covering a lot of ground, but it's good. Uh, I'm a, I'm personally a little skeptical of the idea that our brand is hurt a lot by occasional sales or just like the the concept of discounts. If we if we take away the factor of like how well it's executed, just the concept of discounting your price, I don't really think is that harmful to a brand in most cases. Uh, we you could argue that it teaches customers what your product is worth but we're also in a space where we have free products that you know we let people use are our customers supposed to believe that like easy digital downloads is worthless because it's free um we have to you know just consider that this is part of the way we're playing the game in this industry that um you know we charge for some premium add-ons and we onboard users at free or lower costs and this strategy we play of getting a certain percentage of them to upgrade uh so this is just how the system works um and discounts are uh pretty well established but um i don't know i don't know how you guys take that but i, I generally think that like in the wordpress space we're not like known for sophisticated pricing strategies anyways um, like this entire sub industry is just like a bunch of small teams, independent entrepreneurs or bootstrappers. Like we're not hiring consultants and doing exhaustive research and, and, or knowingly adopting textbook pricing strategies like penetration or cost plus or prestige pricing or anything like that. Um, that's just, those are. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're real yeah. things, but like, that's not where our space is known for. We're all just like throwing stuff against the wall. Yeah. Plus yeah. we're, we're oh. priced a little less as well. More right? or, like less. We're, <laughs> or we're, we're not selling like, you know, $2,000 laptops, right? Like a lot of our products are, you know, tend to be what's sub a hundred. Obviously they can be higher. Like there are plugins that are a lot higher, um, yeah. but tend and to I, be, I think it depends on your customer too, um, because if you are selling to like the mom and pop shop who has no money and this like $50 plugin is like the most money they've ever spent on their website because they're on like $9 HostGator hosting and they think that's a lot. No, $9. Um, what, you're like, only paying $9 for hosting? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're paying like $3 if you pay by the year? <laughs> yeah. I mean, those type of people are really sensitive to discounts and and any discount they're like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Um, but if you sell a product to like an agency or a developer who's working with a client on a higher price project, they don't care. Like if it's 50 bucks or, or like 200 bucks, it really doesn't matter because they're either passing the cost onto the client or they're getting paid thousands of dollars for the project. And, and so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So it, it kind of depends on your customer. But, exactly. uh, and then one last thing I will say, like, um, there's a, there's a, people that I've talked to that like really hate doing discounts and they don't do them at all. Like even in our space, um, and, and everybody always like cites Apple and they're like, I want to be like Apple. Cause Apple's like, they never do sales. <laughs> and they're so great. And uh, like, that's cool. Like I want to be Apple too, but like, who are we kidding? Like you're not Apple. Yeah. I'm so sick of people bringing up Apple in these conversations. I know. And, and like, I mean, I know some companies who they don't do sales and like their, their revenue is still awesome and it's growing and they do really well on like Black Friday, even with a discount. And like some of them, it's because they're in their hyper growth phase, like they're really early and they're growing a lot. And um, but, you know, eventually that levels out and you have to find new strategies to acquire more customers um, and, and discounts is just a good way to do it, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. I'm pro discounts. I think a lot. Uh, you know, it's not so much about the concept of discounts. It, it, a lot of our discussion probably could be just about how we do them properly. It's about the execution because they can be done wrong to the detriment of your brand and your business. And they can be done right where you win big time. Uh, so yeah, I, I, 
Yep. It's all about the execution. Yep. Yeah. Which is kind of related to the hashtag all about the execution. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really long hashtag. <laughs> uh, at least we get 280 characters now for yeah, Twitter. Yeah, that's, so right, that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, this this kind of dovetails into a couple of the questions we've got. And again, if you got a question, use that ask a question. Otherwise, we'll just throw out as many tips as we can at you. But yeah, these are two good ones uh, for for discussion. I, so I one did my interpretive dance early. If we oh, run out of yeah, time. right. Oh yeah, you, you forgot good. your ribbons. Yeah, I know. <laughs> imagine I'll, the ribbons. <laughs> so this other one is from Raquel, who uh, says, you know, we found that. Um, so I guess yeah, she's found that once people get a discount, they always expect that discount. Uh, so if you do a discount for 25% off the first year, they will always expect to get 25% off subsequent years, even if we said that at the get-go, it's for the first year only, um, which is what I'm doing a lot of other people do. So has this been your experience and how do you get around it? So we were talking a bit before we started, uh, Scott, that you still run renewal discounts, right? So even if there is a sale or not? Yeah, so this is kind of the opposite problem because um, we do renewal discounts, but we don't always discount up front. Um, right. So whenever we yeah. run a discount, we don't normally have that issue, um, which I guess is is good. Um, yeah. But I mean, the the this is a this is a different issue. Um, well, it's kind of like Bo, like that you're you're taking care of like it's never an issue for you that uh, the second year would be at full price like it would it'd still have some kind of what's the percentage you do on renewals we do, oh. we do 30 percent, 35 percent off subsequent years um and the reason why we do that is um number one because we have a really high price product relative to the people of other products in our industry um number two is what we find is that a lot of people are building an app for a client and they purchase a license and then a year from now their clients like not paying them anymore Hmm. So um, we try to give them a break to get them to stick around. And hmm. um, I can't say that this is a great um, strategy that, that is like working really well. Um, I just think that for us, it's, it makes sense. I don't, I, I think a lot of people are getting rid of renewal discounts, which I think is a good thing. Um, right. if, if, if you can do that and your renewal rates stay high, then that's more power to you. Yeah, we had another question that was about renewal discounts too uh, in the, in the questions there, but. Yeah, it, so you're, you're totally right, Scott. And like you've you've talked publicly about this before, about the renewal discounts mm -hmm. concept, and you've written about it, I think, uh, somewhere. And it's something that we don't do. But I believe that renewal discounts are, um, for most of us, the default is to not do them, uh, or it should be. Mo for yeah. most of us, we shouldn't have renewal discounts. Uh, but there are exceptions where if you have like a certain type of product that it, you know, it can be beneficial that, and those are like those unique products, which like you've identified a little bit, Scott, those, uh, the ones which like the nature of their usage determines the fact that, uh, renewals become an issue and you do want renewals instead of like just hoping the customer buys again when they need it again. But these are those like tools like a, a, like a coming soon or maintenance mode plugin or something or like a database migration tool or, or things for like running temporary sales and promotions or things based around events, like all the, the kinds of tools that someone may need for a purpose for a limited amount of time and then be done with it. Uh, those are the kinds of products which really suffer when it comes to renewals because the user's done with the tool. Uh, and you might need to employ strategies like renewal discounts, though it's not the only strategy you might try uh, in order to increase those renewals. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree with what Justin's saying here in the comments. I mean, it, like the first people in the space did renewal discounts, so then everybody did them, and nobody really like thought about it, um, maybe just because they thought nobody was going to renew, so they'd give them a discount. But um yeah, I think I think a lot of people like like Justin with LearnDash. I mean, I I think people see the value in his product, and so like discount giving him like uh, fifty bucks, a hundred bucks off on the renewal, like it doesn't doesn't make a difference. Like if, if your business is running on a on a plugin like LearnDash and you need it year after year and it's providing value, it's not going to matter. Like if you save a hundred bucks here and there, whatever, it's like it's too valuable to your business to to cancel. So I'm sure that they're all going to stick around and their renewal rate's going to be really good. 
Totally. I would say that that's like, this is the shift that we're going towards where the reality is the vast majority of us uh, have a product which is more suited to not have any kind of discount. Same value every year for people who continue to use it. Mm -hmm. And a smaller sliver of the product market is products which are limited use tools for a certain period of time. And those suffer when it comes to renewals. Uh, mm -hmm. So you just have to determine which like group you fit into. Yep. Um, plus, we didn't quite mention it, but um, or maybe you did, and I missed it because I was looking at uh, Justin's comment. But um, how uh, we didn't really have renewal automatic renewals before, um, which was an issue, right? So then it was almost an enticing to like, hey, you gotta remember to log in. You haven't done this for a year. You gotta come back to the site. You gotta put in your credit card info again. So that kind of renewal discount, uh, you know, enticed them to come back and renew it. But hopefully, a lot of people have set up renewal automatic renewals, which you guys. Have Scott or um, I'm assuming we do have automated, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, uh, yeah, at least that that pain isn't there as much anymore. So um, yeah, that should we, be really a reason. We've also experimented with monthly pricing, which we could talk about, but that's a whole nother beast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. Yeah, that I would I would be curious to hear if we have time <laughs> how that went. Cool. So thank you for uh, the two questions, Raquel. Uh, that was. That's good. And hopefully those answers were helpful. So again, on the topic of uh, discounts, obviously, um, I see that many uh, that there are many uh, sales or there's a sales trend going on uh, by plugin authors. And sometimes, you know, they give 60% off. Um, and then you know, was it his question is, uh, is 60% off recurring or next year? Would it be the normal price? Uh, and should it even should it be 60% renewal price? Um, you know, because plugin owners, right, 50% uh, per year it is misunderstood by normal users. They come back and wonder why there isn't the discount and, uh, and get a refund. So I guess there's kind of two-ish questions, like should you run a discount that's 60% off? And also, um, yeah, I guess similar similar to the other question, like should, should there be the, the, if you have a sale, should there be a discount? Which you've kind of said, it depends. Yeah, I, I think you have to be careful with that. I mean, if you're going to do a 60% off sale, like that's, that's a lot. Um, yeah. and, I mean, <clears throat> for ours, we never like our renewal discount is 35%. And the most we ever discount was 40%, which we're probably not ever going to even do that much again. But yeah. for us, it wasn't really an issue because it was only like 5% dif difference. But yeah, I, I can see how people would, would um, email and be like, hey, you're doing a big sale right now. I want my like renewal to be that same percentage off. And that's something you have to think about before you run that sale. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah, I asked our head of support about this uh, just a few minutes ago. How often do we get uh, tickets related to customers saying, uh, like, fussing about not getting a renewal discount? And uh, it's almost never. Like, so I would I would say, don't worry so much about that. Like, Customers yeah. are not likely to complain a lot, although I do think a big percentage would contribute to that because our sales are not even close to that much. And so when customers do buy and get that savings and the next year it's 15 or 20 or 25 percent more, they're not uh, freaking out the way they would if it were 60 percent more than what they initially paid. So those massive discounts are quite dangerous. Yeah. And that is that it goes back to the devaluing of your product. Like I do think that hurts, you know, the the value of your product, right? Like if someone sees twenty five percent off and then the sales over, and like you said, they've got a thousand dollar project and whatever, you know, they go and buy it because they need it. At that time, they're gonna be like, all right, whatever, I'm paying twenty five percent more. But if you like something like uh, was it Udemy and other like they're super known for that, right? Two hundred dollar course, uh, buy it now for fifteen dollars, and you're like, yeah. what? <laughs> like ninety percent off. And you're like, this is ridiculous, right? Like that, you're you're gonna the quality of your customers is probably gonna be way less, right? Like people kicking the tires, or just expect the world for nothing. And um, yeah, you're gonna need to, you're gonna get a lot more customers for way less money. And um, and yeah, people are just a good example of what not to do. I think what not to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it seems I've, I forget where I read it, but someone was saying twenty five percent off is kind of the the ideal max. I, I don't know what that was based on. I'm sure obviously it depends on industry, but I think any, any more than that. And you do tread into the, your hyper discounting just to kind of, you know, get sales um, yeah. from, from people you might not 
you know, who, who might not really be getting value from your product or you might not want as customers kind of thing. So there is no discount in any context for any product within our company available that is greater than 25%. And even 25% discounts are hard to come by. So that is the max that is ever anyone is ever able to get a discount on any product that we sell company wide. And, you know, we've experimented quite a lot on this. Good to know. Unless someone hacks into your ED. <laughs> <laughs> discount on discount on discount. Yeah. <laughs> Stacking the codes. <laughs> yeah. If they hack in and all they're hoping to get is a bigger discount on our products, then that's an interesting yes. hacker, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So hopefully that was helpful and uh and worked well. And oh, we got a whole bunch more questions. Yay. Uh, oh, uh, easy one. So Bonnie was asking, uh, what was the title of the book that you mentioned that you were reading? Uh, it's kind of- 20, the 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing by um, Al Rees and Jack Trout, I believe, which is super, super good. They, um, those same two authors also have a book called Positioning, which is very, very similar content, but um, it's just talking a little bit a little bit more directly towards just positioning, whereas the, the other book is more about a, a more of a variety of issues um, of things. So highly recommend it for some marketing learning. Good stuff. If you have a link to that, feel free to post in the chat, but it sounds like a good well, book. I'll post the name of it. And I'll have a link. No problem. Yeah. Affiliate link. <laughs> 20, yeah. 40% off discount. <laughs> good. So uh, other question, um, it was funny when I first saw it, I'm like, wait, that's not a question, but yeah, you just hit enter by accident. <laughs> so uh, was it a website has been a successful membership site. Okay. So this might not be plugins. Uh, in addition to membership, we also have a shop. Um, so done well over the years, going to stop membership and offer streaming aspect for free. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. So it sounds like they're going from a membership and then, going streaming aspect for free suggestions for transition. I think it's a little off the topic of running sales. Um, so I think we might skip that and come back. Uh, but if you do have a question specifically on running sales, feel free to ask it. So we have another one. Um, are discounts ever useful for building your email list? I know, uh, I guess free, it's not really a discount, but <laughs> there's an extension free DD. Uh, I haven't set it up yet. Actually, I really should for, any links that I have on the product page to the free. I think, I think what you're talking about is trials at that point. And uh, I, I wouldn't, in terms of this, I would be thinking in terms of like trials, you know, uh, try the product out for free or try the product out for the disc uh, price and go from there. Yeah, my internet's breaking up a little bit. You guys hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a really common strategy, especially for like, um, like clothes companies and stuff. Like, you know, you go to like, uh, Macy's.com or whatever it is. And it's, it's like, Hey, join our email list. And you get this like 10% off coupon. Um, I, I think it's really common in, in certain industries. And so if you, um, it's probably fine. Um, although, um, what, what, tend to happen i think is that if that if the very first contact with your customer is like hey um here's some money off my product it's like kind of doing your product a little bit um it's kind of like hey my product is not worth the prices that i have on my website so here's the one and because because that's what it's actually worth and then if you if the very first interaction with your customer is discounting i mean i would think that that would train them to expect discounts all the time um, that's kind of my thoughts on that. I think so. I'm, I'm generally pretty pro trial, uh, because I, I think it, if you're, if you, like, this can amount to the same thing, but you can just be communicating it differently as like a, you know, a, a good deal on a trial, uh, as opposed to a discount on the product, because, um, that's kind of a confidence in your product ability to, become useful to the customer like i believe so strong in my product that i know once you it, you won't stop uh and that, that's kind of a positive yeah i i could see it working and being okay i would just i don't know i'd be a little wary of, unless you have a really good reason to do it sure 
Good stuff. Did we lose Brian? Oh, Brian. <laughs> I, I am here, but yeah, it seems like uh, Crowdcast is having having trouble keeping up with all of amazing value and on fire conversations we're having here. So <laughs> well, it's our videos dropped. I can't see you guys anymore. I guess people can't see me either. That's all right. Yeah. I'll we'll, see we'll, keep, we'll keep on trucking. <laughs> all right. So the next one is, uh, Oh, have you, this is interesting. Have you done? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, I think I might email them after this. Yes. Scott. <laughs> Other Scott. <laughs> This Brian, I'm going to come over to your office and we'll just do it in the same room together. Sounds good. Yeah, one less uh, hiccup. <laughs> Potential hiccup. <laughs> All right. So Justin asks, uh, have you done a reverse sale discount? Uh, he made up that name and that's why he put it in quotes. So that's good to know. <laughs> where, where you run a promotion where the purchase of the product grants a longer duration of use. So you pay full price, but you get three extra months. So 15 months use interesting i have not done this um has anyone else done this i think the only time i've ever seen this is like amazon prime like they mm -hmm. did it with uh you know like get a year or actually no i think that was when they like consistently missed their guaranteed delivery date they're like here have a free month <laughs> so it was like 13 <laughs> months for 12 but i haven't seen this being used at a plugin have you guys or um i see it all the time with SaaS stuff like hosting if you prepay your year you get like two months free um mm -hmm. which is a similar type of thing i really like the idea of it where you're basically you're still running a promotion but it's just not a promotion on the price specifically it's it's a value-based promotion so i really like the mm -hmm. idea of that you could also throw in other stuff like you know you get this other product that normally isn't included like for free or um or like hey you get this our partner is going to throw in this type of thing that's a very common um like launch strategy where you do this launch and you're like hey all my friends who do other products are like throwing in a free copy of theirs if you buy today that type of a thing so i really like the idea mm -hmm. of that i haven't tried it myself i would say um when i see stuff like that um it has to be something that i'm really interested in beyond just like a couple more months of usage because um getting like like 14 months instead of 12 months out of your product it's it's too far away it's too too much in the future for me to like really see the value in that right now um to to want to like to, to make that make me a decision i wasn't gonna make before so there has to be a lot of value there i think um and it, but if you get the right value that your customers are looking for uh, if, if, if you know they're specifically looking for that because they have like a, uh, they have a course launch that's happening in 14 months and that actually makes a difference to them. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And hosting is a good example, like you said, right? Like, you know, that's like a monthly thing that you're paying for and you're like, cool, I get a couple extra months for free kind of thing. Like that's, yeah. it seems easier to communicate versus like, you know, here's a plugin you haven't tried before. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get a couple months support, you know, you probably won't need it <laughs> after 14 months, hopefully, cause you're just using the plugin and you're enjoying it, but right. So it could maybe be harder to communicate with yeah. on the plugin side, but I never yeah. buy yearly stuff, even though you get two months free, I usually don't take people up on those promotions because it's just easier right. for me to just be like, but if I want to cancel in like six months, I still have that option and I'd rather sell that option. So for me, that's not very persuasive. Yeah. Yeah, I think hosting is the only thing or just something I've probably already used for a year. And I'm like, whatever, I know I'm going to use this for the next year. Just keep using it. So I'll like just buy a year and extend it for a year at that point. But yeah, the initial sale, not usually. Yeah. Yeah. Unless yeah. it's something yeah, super true. highly recommended. Like I just I know this is what I need. But that's mm. yeah, that's pretty rare. Or they offer something where it's like, hey, get a prorated discount. If you I you love know, the idea. Uh, I do love the generally the the thought process of um, like exploring alternative nudges for customers beyond just price. I think it's really important for us to remember that there are a lot of things that we can play with and it's not just the price. If we want to like nudge customers uh, who are thinking about our product, maybe considering migrating from an alternative or coming back uh, old lapsed customers or anybody new uh there are a lot of different things we can try and it isn't just decreasing the price now and then uh, that's one thing that we can try uh but it's one of a hundred and sometimes playing with the time is is a good example of one of the other things at our disposal we can play with that that's no problem 
uh, <laughs> laughing because I'm like, Scott, have you ever tried it? Where it's like, buy now and I'll phone you up and do an interpretive dance for 10 minutes. <laughs> if you buy, if you pay for a year, if one free interpretive dance. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> I would have to price that one pretty darn high. I don't know. <laughs> You'd be so tired after a whole day of interpretive dancing. <laughs> the poor last person of the day is just going to be like, oh, I'd be like, I'll do anything for money. I'll even do an interpretive dance for you. Yeah, that's, what it's that. <laughs> that's great. You don't promise that it will be great. Oh, no. <laughs> I'd buy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I like it though. I really like thinking creatively in this way that, like, if you want to run a promotion, this doesn't have to mean the price goes down. You yeah. could say it's our, you know, five year milestone anniversary or our giant 5.0 update or our birthday or <laughs> Abraham, Abraham Lincoln's <laughs> birthday or something. Whatever reason we do a sale, because I do think reasons for the sales kind of matter but that aside you can do something special and it doesn't have to be a price doc yeah you could say you know like for this time period you know customers who buy now get a lifetime license or a or you can so you can play with time or customers who buy now during this brief period get you know complimentary migration service or install service or this other plugin that we sell gets thrown in or you know, uh, a consultation call, you know, you, you get in touch with the things that your customers might actually care about yeah, and be and excited. To. That also creates a real scarcity. Like we were talking about fake right. scarcity where you're running a sale all the time with a countdown timer that if you just clear your cookies and refresh, just starts over. But like, yeah, that's real scarcity where you say this really is only this week and you get all this extra stuff. So, and without discounting, I really like that. Yep. Yeah. That is the important thing to say that, yeah, running, Running a discount without the scarcity usually doesn't work. <laughs> like some kind of timer, even if it's a fake one. Uh, tends well, actually, that, that's a good segue into our next question. Hey, there we go. So thank you, Justin, for that question. And now we have another Justin. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about uh, Cole's approach? I'm assuming I'm saying that right. Uh, this would be where you basically set your pricing high and pretty much always have a sale in quotes. Uh, so for example, a $50 plugin would be a hundred and you're almost always having 40, 50% sale going on. doesn't sound like a good model for WordPress plugins, but I'm curious if anyone's tried this. I actually just switched and I've seen other plugins, uh, Seedprod uh, switched this when they got acquired by Awesome Motive and a lot of other ones do it too, where yeah, they, you know, uh, real price is, you know, $37, but uh, by now, and in their case, and in my case, it's only 25%, but still, it's like, here is this higher price, and here's the discount, and yeah, in my case, I'm experimenting for a month or two to to keep it there. Still not doing 40 to 50% off, because that feels a bit high, but, um, you know, 20 bucks off if it's a $120 plug-in, or 25% off seems seems like a good price, but I don't know if you guys have uh, experimented with that approach. It sounds like not. You haven't run perma discounts. I have actually. Oh, um, you have before. Okay. Yeah, I've been running a permanent permanent 50% off discount on Hollerbox for the last like four months or so. Okay. Um, and I it has actually increased sales and revenue. Um, it's not a great example because it's nowhere near the scale of like EDD or LearnDash or, or a lot of other plugins in the space, but um, I don't know. It, it seems to be kind of working. I, I would say, um, I, I think that the strategy works, but as long as you keep doing it forever. So like, I, like I said before, I think you have two main strategies. It's either discount all the time and that's just what your product costs and people feel like they're getting a sale all the time or don't discount very often at all. And it's like a surprise and it works really well. Um, and those are two strategies and they both work. I think that's true. I think there might be some rules that we could find for uh, helping you find maybe which group you and your product fit into. Uh, if we really thought about it, I, I generally think that uh, products which are can be more impulse purchase like like uh, this is a bonus feature that, you know, that might be cool. This might be the fun thing. Hollerbox, if I throw that on my site you know, right now, maybe that'll help my store be more successful. I might buy that impulsively in an effort to just uh, help my store do better. But I don't truly, like technically, 
need it for my site to continue operating. It's not a foundation like uh, like an e-commerce plugin or an e-learning plugin or a membership plugin. Those are the foundation for the the business itself and are not likely to be purchased as impulsively uh, and be caught by like that, you know, this countdown timer at the top that says I've got this window to buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't have any real evidence to support that. That's just what I think. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, but I know that, I mean, like Learn Dash, I mean, Justin commented, I remember he telling me about this too, like they do that. Um, and I think it also depends on your type of customer. So with a Learn Dash type of customer, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing a little bit here, but I, I think that they're a little bit more of the end user type of WordPress and, and not the like developer type or agency type. I'm sure they're, they have both, but um, it, that it seems to me that, that a discount would work better on that type of customer. Whereas with like EDD, you have a lot of developer agency types who are not quite as sensitive to that kind of marketing like tactics that were, you know, they're just like, just give me what I need, you know? So they might not be as sensitive to that type of a thing. Sure. Could be right. Yeah. yeah notice you're not, I don't think learn dash has a, like one of those fake countdown timers that if you clear the cookies, it goes away. I think it's like when you put it in your card or something, I don't know, Justin could comment on that, but. Yeah. yeah there's one on the, maybe if you're on the pricing t- page, oh, he says they have uh, the timer. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I don't see one on yours. Yeah, that definitely makes me feel a little hokey, but not anyone has mentioned it yet. I mean, it's only been a month and a bit, but <laughs> that that I yeah. think I would probably get rid of maybe, uh, but keep the, uh, you know, the the this Kohl's approach of like the, the permit discount going. Yeah, and I think this is another thing like with what Syed does um, with all of his products, this fake countdown timer thing. I think it's another, um, it's one of these marketing tactics where it works really well at first. And then when Mm -hmm. everybody starts doing it, it stops working. So there's Mm -hmm. all these like, like the hello bar was cool for a while and everybody used it. And like the welcome mat where it like slides your screen down and like that like worked great when it first came out. And it's like any marketing tactic, it works great at first and then everybody does it and it stops working because it's not new anymore and you have to find something else to do. So I, I, Syed has such so many products now underneath his umbrella. I feel like it's going to dilute the message a little bit and maybe stop being quite as effective but it's, you know, they, they're doing it because it works right now. So I'm sure they're not going to change it until it stops working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Whenever we talk about these sorts of things and we, it's, it's always that question of like, I don't know, do we like doing it anyways, even though it works, I guess. I mean, there's a lot of examples of those kinds of things, but like, I don't know. I don't want to do that, but it works. Yeah, <laughs> but it works so well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is something that, you know, we and uh, I don't know if anyone else who has the timer has ever A-B tested to see if it, I like keep the discount so the pricing table stays the same, but see if the timer like makes any difference uh, in terms of conversion rate. And I bet it would. I, ha- I, bet, I yeah. bet it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Would it be enough to, if you feel bad about it, <laughs> you know, to, to actually keep on <laughs> uh, all the time, but yes. No, yeah. timer Justin says it. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep the timer then. It's less work for me. I just don't do anything. I'll just leave it. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Well, thank you, other Justin, for that other question. So, wow, we actually got through all the questions. I don't think this has happened in a long time. So if yeah. there are other questions, otherwise, Scott, if you like to take it away, uh, interpretive dance time. Cool. <laughs> uh, I, you haven't paid for that, so remember. I'm- <laughs> well, well, is there a topic on marketing, sales, in general that uh, that that jumps to mind that you would like to to touch on? Um. Well, I guess sort of related um, is pricing. Um, when we raised our prices, we which was I think like a year and a half ago now or something. Um, we also took, we also thought about the fact that when we discount, we would be getting more money, like, like, um, the discount wouldn't kind of hurt us as much in some cases, maybe even the discount would be the same as our old price. Um, which is another reason why increasing prices was a good move. Um, yeah, my discounted price is now 60 cents higher 
than <laughs> the, yeah. the old yeah. price. So nice. Yeah. Yeah, once that adds up to uh, Sonos uh, Play Bar, I'll get one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a coffee. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, no, but definitely, yeah, the increasing pricing. Uh, we did, we did have an episode. Well, I guess on pricing and pricing models, um, and definitely that's that's another strategy that, yeah, if you haven't tried increasing your pricing to at least see what the conversion rate is at, and I guess how hard to measure, but how it affects maybe quality of customers, because um, I did meet someone who went from like twenty nine dollar uh, a license to nineteen to nine. And I'm like, whoa, okay, so now you need how many customers to get the same amount yeah. of people? Um, yeah. You know, and are those customers really good? Yeah, way more support, right? And you're getting less money now for it, right? So, um, yeah, but definitely something to experiment with if you haven't. Yeah, I wish there were data on that. I don't know what it would even look like if there were data on, like, customer quality, because how would you measure customer quality? <laughs> like, who's a good customer and who's not, I guess. But uh, all of us, I think, are on the same page that uh, those customers who are highly price sensitive and look for the good deals and fuss about the price are not great customers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'd probably be less, yeah, customer quality and more, uh, I don't know, either total number of support tickets or support tickets per customer or some other metric of that. Um, but you'd have to separate out the ones that got whatever pricing versus the ones that aren't so and you probably need sufficient volume for that to be statistically relevant which yeah yeah i bet we could draw a correlation between the price people bought at and their likelihood of opening a ticket (laughs) (laughs) probably yeah Yeah, do that somebody had a question and it said somebody like emailed them and asked for a discount on their renewal or whatever and anytime anyone emails and is just like, I don't have enough money, like I need this discount or whatever, I'm just, I never even entertain it because you know that those are the people that are going to be the worst customers. Or if they complain about price or anything like that, it's just like, nope, not worth it. Don't want you as a customer. Like even for, even if I still make a little bit of money on it, it doesn't matter. No. Yeah, it's been, right. I, there are the odd, like it's a nonprofit, they don't have a budget. Like, yeah, that's different. You know, they're, that's different. Yeah. But the ones that are just literally, they have no reason why they want a discount. They're just like, can, can you give me a discount? Yeah. No, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> don't, mm. don't entertain. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe at first, I guess if it's a learning expense. Uh, sorry. What was that? <laughs> is, that a, is that a whisper? Did you see that SNL skit with Kristen Wiig where she's like this crazy girl and they, she does all this. She's like, Oh, all my friends are guys. And they're like, red flag and she like says all this <laughs> stuff that, where you like she's just sound like this crazy girl we're gonna have to tweet that out after yeah. <laughs> oh, so we do have one more question actually from daniel um Ooh. so with year with year over year growth how can you tell effectiveness of a sale discount I guess this is more reporting, which we haven't mentioned, actually, uh, if you're running on EDD, Scott has a EDD metrics uh, plugin, which uh, works quite well. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it works. It, it works. works. It I, haven't yeah. much, I haven't uh, updated it much because EDD is coming out with better reporting soon anyway, so there's no point. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for the shout out. <laughs> yes. It is I've been using it for yeah, well, pretty much since you launched it. And yeah, it works great. But uh but yeah, it's so that that has some uh pieces on you know renewal percentage, I think, um, and a couple other things to kind of where you can see your like compared to last month, compared to six months ago, compared to a year. So you can kind of start to see your year over year growth. Um, but that, you know, that doesn't I don't know if it would get quite as sales. granular as Daniel would need here, but, um, yeah. yeah, I think you just have to, you just have to dive into your metrics to figure that stuff out. Um, That's a hard yeah. one. I don't know. Yeah. And it's it plus- is a little tricky to isolate the, the sales and, and compare them year over year. Yeah. Uh, that can be hard. You, you have to take into account, you know, like the, the differences in traffic and yeah. Um, yeah. People who are visiting the site that year, like, doesn't does I forget what, isn't it like a thousand a day or like, like how many visits you need, like for, for, to be able to 
really have those things be statistically significant. That's a really thing, hard thing to say <laughs> where, where we could actually like go, okay, yes, it's a different group of people, but you know, this is proving that this is uh, different uh, or that this is effective or not, or it was just happened to be that it, these customers were reached and they're more likely to buy or this blog post I wrote six months ago, you know, just started kicking in SEO wise and drew more people in. Like, <laughs> like, how do you, like, right. <laughs> you have so many things on the go that it's uh, hopefully you're not just running a sale and doing nothing else. <laughs> you're, you're putting content out there. You're, you're, you know, trying to spread the word that your plugin exists. So all those things have a factor. Yeah. So how do you measure the, the year over year growth? <laughs> <laughs> we did one thing different this year than in previous years we extended the time period for our black friday cyber monday sale uh and that was great uh by all measures that was highly successful mm. we essentially just added four more awesome sales days to our uh, month wow that's good that's cool it's good to know Wait, what was the four days? Sorry, I was I was laughing at. We, ex uh, we extended the time period of our Black Friday Cyber Monday sale from four days to eight days. Yes, I saw that, and it was amazing. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And we you see, had a bunch of uh, the, the end, like the first day and the last day, were great. Every day in between was also was a little less, but still stellar by comparison to any normal sales days. Yeah, nice. How has December been for you guys so far? Uh, it's been a, it, I mean, so far it's been an average December, which is not generally a super busy month. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty yeah. slow, especially this, this past week. It seems like people are just kind of starting to get into holiday mode. I, I expect it to be fairly slow through the end of the year too. So it's yeah. not a, not a fun, not a real fun time when sales <laughs> slow down. It's like summertime too. It's like uh, summertime <laughs> yeah. is not a fun time to be in products. <laughs> so you got to just like look at the year average, like, you know, yeah, especially totally, yeah. doing that year over year comparison, right? You can be like, all right, yeah, last year, this was slow too. Like, it's not that, you know, because yeah. you can start to think the world's collapsing on you, especially if it's your full-time thing. But totally, yeah, the cycles are normal. Don't it, worry. Takes, but it, with, it takes like a year or two to get used to it. And then you're yeah. like, oh yeah, this is normal. It'll go back up, you know? Yeah. Just go for a hike, yeah. go work out, you know, relieve some stress. Right. That way. <laughs> if they're not buying, they're maybe not opening tickets too. Hey, silver lining. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it does seem to be better this year with, I mean, I, I can't do a year over year comparison, but having that kind of timer and, uh, you know, the, the sale in place seems to be helping with conversions a bit, but again, it's, it's early days, hard to say, but. So right. far, so good. Yes. Mm -hmm. Add some code to cause a... I was trying to see what Adam was saying on, add the, on the plugin. <laughs> so Adam was saying you should add some code in your plugin so that uh, there's, you know, a, a pre-planned bug that happens in December. And then you're like, oh, well, if you need help with that, uh, here's a link for <laughs> support. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's a great idea, but maybe... Try it, Adam. It's creative. <laughs> I, I appreciate the creative. See how it is. Excellent. Well, I think we got we got two minutes left. Uh, maybe we wrap up. Uh, where can people find uh, all your things, uh, Scott, on the interwebs? Um, on Twitter at Scott Bollinger, um, at presser.com if you want to do mobile apps. Sweet. Kyle, where can people find you? You can check out Easy Digital Downloads over at easydigitaldownloads.com and I'm on Twitter at uh, Mr. Kyle Maurer M-A-U-R-E-R -E I always and, miss uh, the uh, Mr. part <laughs> like start <laughs> typing in Kyle I'm like why is that coming up is he blocking me <laughs> <laughs> yes oh Kyle is also on the Get Options podcast which I didn't realize you were running a, another podcast with Adam um, which yeah I'm still not too happy okay, with Brian? not really no <laughs> Especially with Adam. I mean, that's not cool. <laughs> no, Adam's great. Adam's great. Uh, GetOptionsPodcast.com is actually a really good podcast. So you should Thanks, check it Brian. <laughs> and uh, you can find me at uh, sellingplugins.com, uh, BrianHog.com. 
links to all the plugins, courses, and stuff are there. And if you want a, a discount, which is not time limited, so no one will take advantage of it, but it's a selling, well, at least for now, I may take it away one day, but sellingplugins.com slash webinar will get you a 25, I think, percent off. So, And we yeah. haven't picked a topic for our next webinar, but if you have suggestions, we're open to hearing them. We'll be Let's back leave. probably January. I don't know. Mm. Someday. No promises. Let's just focus on <laughs> let's just focus on the holidays, the eggnog, the relaxation. We'll, we'll think about it. Yeah. Later. Yes. If you do have uh, ideas for uh, things, either put it in the chat here, drop us a line on the Twitters or whatever, and uh, we'll try and go for it. <laughs> awesome. So thanks again, Kyle, uh, Kyle and Scott, for joining us and answering these questions, and we look forward to seeing you around at other things. there's <laughs> <laughs> the interpretive dance <laughs> alright thanks everyone <laughs> have a great day